with once again to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. We've been ministering. It's all in the seed. Tell your neighbor, it's all in the seed. You got your spiritual ears on today, right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Because you're receiving mature words of God. And I believe you're mature enough to receive it. Amen. I've taught you long enough. You should be mature enough to receive it. Amen. Glory to God. Anybody mature in here? You better say it by faith. <laughs> First Peter 1 3. Once again, we read it. I want you to read it very carefully. And make note of what you're reading. Once again, it says, being what? Born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Now, what is that seed? By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Come on, let's read it again. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So we were born of the seed of the what? Come on, we were born of the seed of the what? The word of God. Now let's go back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. We were born of the seed of the what? Word of God. We're talking about it's all in the seed. It's all in the what? Seed. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. Let's read it again. It says, even when we were dead in our sins, has quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved. Somebody say, thank you for your grace, Lord. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in where? Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, for by, for by grace are you what? Saved. It says, through faith. That not of yourself, it is the what? Gift of God. It said by his grace and favor. See, when we say grace and favor, we're talking about the active agent here again. Somebody say the active agent. We're talking about the same active agent we talked about a couple weeks ago that was working in that little girl's womb called Mary. Come on, say amen, somebody. That grace was the spirit of God himself. Amen. That's who he is. That is the Spirit of God. Grace is the Spirit of God. And he's working in that womb of Mary. Come on, say amen, somebody. And brought forth that baby child, Jesus. But look at Romans 4, 16. Somebody say grace. Romans 4, 16 says, Therefore it is of what? Faith, that it might be by what? Grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to what? All the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the what? Faith of Abraham. That's key. Faith of who? Abraham, who is the father of us all. See, when you read this, when it says, therefore, it's of faith that it might be by grace, now you know why it's impossible to please God without faith. Why? It is by faith, so that it might be by grace. Not the other way around. Let me say it again. It is by faith so that it might be by grace. 
without faith, you cannot access his grace. That's why it's impossible to please God. And see, that grace came on Mary. But when she believed what God said, are you with me? And she said, be it unto me. What she do? She makes faith and the grace of God went into action. Are you with me? Now go back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Once again, it says, for by, by what? Grace are you saved through what? Through faith. That not of yourself, it is the what? The gift of God. The grace was the active agent. Somebody said the grace was the active agent, but it was through, but it was through what? Faith. Faith was the connection. Let me say it again. Faith was the what? Connection. Come on, you can see grace in verse 10. It says, for we are his what? Workmanship created in Christ Jesus, the anointed one, unto what? Good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk. Walk in them. Once again, there's nobody in this room. There's nobody on this planet out of all the billions of people on this earth, in the mind of God, there's not any poor. In the mind of God, there's not any sick. In the mind of God, all the poverty, all the sickness, all the sin, all the disease was put on Jesus. That's why there's no such thing as an insignificant human being. There's no such thing. Tell me there's no such thing. Listen, all of that we just listed in that curse, he bore it. He what? He bore it. Inside you are good works. Inside you is the grace of God. If you activate your faith, Grace will go to work on your behalf. And you will not be sick no more. And you will be broke no more. And you will lack no more. Why? It's through faith that grace will bring you what you need and what you desire. Come on, are you with me out here? Now, we stated there's no such thing as a what? Insignificant calling. If you took the smallest little born-again person, once again, with the smallest job in the entire body of Christ, and you're the smallest one in the whole bunch, Jesus said in Matthew 11, 11, if you want to turn there, he said, verily I say unto you, or you just want to look on the screen and be quicker. <laughs> Matthew 11, 11, what did he say? He said, among them that are born of women... There has not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding, he that is what? Least in the kingdom of heaven is what? Greater than he. Listen, you own the kingdom. And once again, if you really truly understood what heaven has set aside for your tiny little bitty calling, you would be shocked to find out this calling ain't as small as you thought it was. Even cleaning the bathrooms is not as small as you thought it was. Working in the sound is not as small as you thought it was. Being an usher or host is not as small as you thought it was. Being a businessman that God anointed you to do is not as small as you thought it was. 
I don't care if you're a janitor, but God called you to be a janitor. Guess what? It's not as small as you thought it was. There's no insignificant calling in the kingdom of God. Are you with me out here? What's the Bible saying in Ephesians 1, 3? It says, blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us with what? Blessed with all spiritual blessing. Where? In heavenly place. Where? In Christ and his anointing. But guess what? All of it's in the seed. There are untapped graces in you that God is waiting on you to activate by using your faith. Let me say that again. There are untapped graces in you that God is waiting for you to activate your faith. Come on, so you can access that grace. And tell your neighbor, it's time. It's time because why? There's been too much invested in you for you to sit on what God has placed on the inside of you. Let me try this side over here. It's, there's been too much invested in you for you to sit on what God has placed on the inside of you. Are you with me out there? Now listen to me now. When it comes to faith, somebody say faith. A person that lives by real Bible faith, listen to me closely. A person that lives by real Bible faith never has to change their lifestyle because of the times. Let me say that again. I need you to get it. When it comes to faith, a person that lives by real Bible faith never has to change their lifestyle because of the times. Why? We're not tied to the times. If we're living and walking by faith in our lives, the times are tied to us. And what we do, we find ourselves changing what we purchase because the time says things are too hard out here. We find ourselves changing where we live because the time said the cost of living is going up, you know. Come on, we find ourselves changing the way we eat. Oh, we can't afford to eat like that because the time said the price of food is going up. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. We find ourselves changing where we educate our children because the time says you can't afford to send them there. Listen, that's not real Bible faith. Why? Real Bible faith says regardless of what the times say, I can have what I want and I can have it. Come on. I can have what I need because why? I can get it by my faith through that the, the transcends these times. Faith transcends the times you're living in. Somebody say faith. God wants you to walk in the future without worrying about what's happening around you. I'm speaking to somebody in here. Let me say that again. God wants you to walk in the future without worrying about what's happening around you. Without worrying about what the newspapers are reporting. Without worrying about what the economy is reporting. But there are some important keys, come on, to living by faith that transcends time. 
Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 9. There are some important keys we need to go over, amen, to living by faith that transcends time. Come on, are you with me out there? Galatians chapter 3, verse 9. It says, So then they which be of faith are what? Blessed with who? Faith for Abraham. For as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Curse is everyone that what? Continue not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Verse 11. But no man is justified or made righteous by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. It is what? Evident. The just. The just shall live by faith. We know that word just means the righteous. So the righteous shall live by faith. Do I have any righteous people in this room? Amen. Now understand this. This is not. We will go about our business, and if something is to happen, we'll just dig out our faith to meet whatever it is. I only use my faith when it's necessary in an emergency situation. Tell your neighbor, no, because that's not going to work. Because it says here, we live. We what? We live by what? Faith. Let me say it again. A man or woman who lives by Bible faith never has to change their lifestyle because of the times. Are you with me out here? See, what goes on in these times are not supposed to affect us. In fact, our faith is designed to change the times. Are you with me out there? And see, when it comes to this economy, Understand, we are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of the kingdom. Well, doesn't the Bible say Colossians 1.12? Go there. What's it saying, Colossians 1.12? I'll give you time to get there. For those that are not going to cheat on the screen. <laughs> Somebody out there saying, well, what you put it up there for? <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> Colossians 1.12. It says, giving thanks unto who? The Father. Giving thanks unto who? The Father. Thanks for what? Which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life who has, past tense, who has what? Delivered us. Somebody say, I've been delivered. Delivered us from the power of darkness and has what? Translated us into, into the kingdom of his dear son. Listen, we live in a different kingdom now. And this book called the Bible is the constitution of our government. That's who we are. Come on, that's what we do. We're in the kingdom of God now, not when you die and go to heaven. 
Let me say it again. We're in the kingdom of God when? Now. Not when you die and go to heaven. Matter of fact, if you're not in the kingdom now, when you die, you're not going to heaven. Well, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Are you with me out there? You got your spirits on, right? You don't come to church just to have church. You come to church to leave out of here with something. Something that's going to help you when you get out there. Hebrews 10.35, it says, cast not away, therefore, your what? Confidence or your faith, which has great recompense of what? Reward. Verse 36, it says, for you have what? Oh, Lord, some of y'all need to read that real loud. <laughs> Come on, let's read that real loud. For you have need of patience. <laughs> See, patience is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Found in Galatians 5.22. Turn there. Patience is one of the what? Fruits of the Spirit. And Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, gentleness, goodness, faith or faithful, Meekness, temperance, against such there's no what? Love. So patience is a spiritual force. Let me say it again. Patience is a what? Spiritual force. But guess what? All of these forces we just listed came from you being born of the spirit. Born of the seed of the word of God. Let me say it again. All of these forces we just listed came from you being born of the Spirit, being born of the seed of the what? The Word of God. Once again, 1 Peter 1.23 says, being born again. Not a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible by the what? Word of God was what? Liveth and abideth forever. See, the faith that you have in you right now. How many born again people in here right now? Come on, any born again people in here? The faith that you have in you right now, if you're born again, that faith is in you right now. Says to me right now. It was all in the seed. So love, joy, peace, long-suffering, or patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance, all those manifestations of your born-again, all of them are manifestations of your born-again spirit. They were all in the seed when you got born again by the incorruptible seed by the word of God. Let me say it again. All of those manifestations of your born-again spirit, all of them are manifestations of your what? Born-again spirit. They were all in the incorruptible seed that got you born again. Come on. You got all of that. All of that when you were born again. It's in you right now. 
Turn neighbor, it's in me right now. Love is in you right now. Joy is in you right now. Peace is in you right now. Patience is in you right now. Gentleness is in you right now. Faithfulness is in you right now. Meekness is in you right now. Temperance, self-control is in you right now. Now, some of you may be saying, it don't seem like it's in me. That's because you're steering something other than what's in your born-again spirit. Let me say it again. That's because you're steering something up other than what's in your born-again spirit. But it's there. But it's there. But it's there. And listen, if you'll start reading love scriptures, if you'll start reading joy scriptures, if you start reading peace scriptures, if you start reading patience scriptures, come on, if you start reading gentleness scriptures, if you start reading faithfulness scriptures, if you start reading meekness scriptures, if you start reading temperance scriptures, you'll be surprised how fast all of those manifestations begin to come in your life. Come on, are you with me out here? See, joy scriptures will deliver you from depression in 30 seconds. That demon spirit will not even stand a chance. Why? Because you can stand up and say, praise God, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that thing will leave you instantly. Come on, are you with me out here? And you can do the same thing with love. You can do the same thing with peace and long-suffering and so on. And see, the Bible doesn't say, pray to God, and he'll take care of it, and God will steer you up. The Bible doesn't say that. Matter of fact, 2 Timothy 1, 6. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. What did Paul tell Timothy? Wherefore I what? I put thee what? And remembrance that thou, thou do what? Still the what? Get the God which is where? In thee by the putting it on my hand. The scriptures say, steer yourself up. Some of y'all waiting for God to steer you. If God says, steer yourself up. And the way you do it is by what? By getting in the word and start looking up joy scriptures. Start looking up love scriptures. Start looking up peace scriptures, faithfulness scriptures, gentleness scriptures, meekness scriptures, temperance scriptures. Come on, say amen, somebody. Because think about it. In the book of Philippians alone, the book of Philippians was, was written in one of the worst prisons human beings have ever experienced, ever. The Apostle Paul, in that little book, used the word joy 19 times. Why? Because that's the way you keep your joy in the middle of your prison that you think you in. Let's go back to Hebrews 10.35. Come on, are you with me out there? So he says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, once again he says, cast not away, therefore your what? Confidence or your faith, which has great what? 
recompense of reward. For you have need of what? For you have need of what? Patience. Now the word translated patience here doesn't mean just to put up with something. Let's say it again. The word patience here doesn't mean for you just to put up with something. It actually means endurance. It means you get stronger the further you go instead of weaker the further you go. Come on, are you with me out here? He said that after you have done the will of what? God, you might what? Receive the what? Promise. For a little while, for yet a little while, that he shall come, will come, and will not tarry. But verse 38, now the what? Now the what? Just shall live by faith. Read it out loud. The just shall live by faith. Say it again. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, he says, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Go to Romans 1.17. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Hallelujah. What does it say here? For therein is the what? Righteousness of God revealed from what? Faith to faith as it is written. Here we go again. What's it tell you to do? The what? The just shall live what? By faith. Now, after reading these things three times, it should be settled in your heart how you're supposed to live. Let me say it again. By reading these things, how many times? Three times. It should be what? Settled in your heart how you're supposed to live. How are you as a born-again believer, a Christian, supposed to live? By what? What is on by? I think we got about 10 people in this room. By what? My goodness gracious. I got to have an altar call. Hebrews, go to Hebrews 11, 6. <laughs> You're supposed to live by what? Faith. Are you a believer? Are you the righteous? He said a just should live by what? Live by faith. Live by faith. Not just dig it up when you need it. This is how you're supposed to live every day. Somebody say every day. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. We all know this. We can quote it backward and forward. It says, but without what? Faith. Faith, it is what? Impossible to please him. It is what? It is what? Impossible. In fact, it's impossible to please anybody without faith. Now, in dealing with God, and the reason why it's impossible to please him without faith is very simple. Because think about it. Amen? Think about it. If I say, I love you, but I don't believe anything you say, how pleased will you be? If I went to my wife and said, I love you, Sharon but I just don't believe a word you say. 
I love you, little liar. Is that going to work? It ain't going to work, right? See, you can see what happens. It immediately just destroys a relationship. Oh, I'm preaching here. Well, go to 2 Corinthians 5.5. 5. That's why it's impossible to please God without faith. Because how you going to sit there and say, I love you, God, but I don't believe that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. So I just do it myself. I'll be God for a day. Take a nap, God. I got this. But that's what you do. Okay, yeah, I didn't want to hear that either. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. It says, now he that is what? Has wrought us for the self-same thing as who? God, who also has given us unto us the earnest of his, of the spirit. Therefore, we always, we are always confident knowing that while we are at what? Home in the body, we are what? Absent from the Lord. For we, we what? We walk by faith, not by sight. We just see here the first verse of scripture that gives us the first clue into living by faith. If we're going to live by faith, because that's what he's talking about when he says walk by faith, he says you got to walk by faith. And this is hard for you. And not by sight. Walk by and not by This tells us immediately about living by what? Faith. It tells us where it's rooted and grounded. Come on, say amen, somebody. Read verse 6 again. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be what? Absent from the body and to be what? Present with the Lord. Wherefore, we what? We labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. How are we accepted of him? By our works? By what? By our faith. Somebody say by our faith. Now turn to Romans 14, 23. Come on, are you getting anything yet? Romans 14, 23. You may not like this one either, but I didn't write it. <laughs> What's it say here? Romans 14, 23. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he did not of faith. But then he says, for whatsoever, whatsoever is not of faith is said. I didn't write this. You're reading what? The word of God. This is a word from God. And he says, whatever, whatsoever is not of faith in his eyes is sin. Oh, how much repentance we'd have to do? Come on. Go to Romans 4.16. We've seen it before. Romans 4.16.
What's it say? Therefore, it is of that it might be by. Then it says to the what? Not, don't stop, just stop. To the end. To the end. Or he's saying this is the purpose or this is the reason why God put faith in that position. And this is the reason why it's impossible to please God without it. This is why God said, therefore, it's of faith that it might be by grace. So we're about to see another piece of the foundation here. He says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end. What? The promise might be what? Sure. To who? To all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is what? Of the faith of who? Abraham, who is the what? Father of us all. We just read, if we function in the faith, the way Abraham functioned in faith, it's his faith. Let me say it again. We just read, if we function in the faith the way Abraham functioned in faith, it is his faith. Faith. Well, let's look at Galatians 3.8 again. Galatians 3.8 again. It says, in the scripture, foreseeing that God would what? Justify the heathen through what? Faith. Preached before the gospel unto who? Abraham, saying, and these shall all the nations be what? Blessed. So then they which are of, they which are of, are what? Blessed with who? Blessed with faithful Abraham. We're blessed with him, folks. And that's what grace has been trying to do to all of us. For all of us, this whole time, ever since Adam, until Jesus went to that cross, was raised from the dead, and the day of Pentecost, all of us, all of that was to get you and I into this grace place. Amen. Say it again. He did all that to get you and I into this what? Into this grace place. That's what God was after all the time. Amen. See, in the old covenant, they got grace on credit on what they did. In the New Testament, you see, when Abraham believed God, it was what? Accounted unto him as what? Righteousness. That's what it says in Romans 4.3. Look at that. In the New Testament, you see, Abraham believed God. It says, what's saying in scriptures here? Abraham did what? Believed God, and it was what? Counted unto him as what? For a righteous. In other words, God treated him as though he was righteous. But now, after Jesus went to the cross, went to hell, paid the price for all this and was raised from the dead, then we believe God and were made righteous. Somebody say made righteous. Romans 5, 19, that's what it says. It says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be what? Many be what? Come on, say I was made righteous. Then Romans 3.22, look at that. 
It says what? Even the righteousness of God, which is by what? By what? Faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that that what? Do I have any believers in this room? It says, for there's no difference. So if we believed God, we were made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We were what? Made. Now go to Romans 4.17. You know, when you come to the church, you got to have your Bible turning pages. Finger, you know, turn them pages. Or either push the button, whatever way you use, you know. Now that people got telephones and iPads and <laughs> Amen. Romans 4.17. Are you there? It says, as it is written, I have made thee a what? Father of many nations. Now it says, before him. Now the cross reference says, like unto him. Like unto him. Actually, it's both words, like God and before God. Like God and before God. Or you could say, are talking and acting like God in his presence. Say it again. Or talking and acting like God in his presence. Some people say, well, you can't do that in front of God. Like God before God, whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth, make alive from the dead, and calleth those things which be not. As though they what were. Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the what? The father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19, and being not what? Weak in faith. It's in being not what? Weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. When he's about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah's womb had been dead all her life. This was something that they had lived with, something that both of them understood, and it was, it was for a lot of years, folks. They knew this. But he said, I'm not looking at that. I'm not looking at the deadness of Sarah's womb. Second Corinthians 4.18 says, While we look not, oh, shake it. While we look not, while we look not, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things that which are seen are what? Temporal, or you could say things that are seen are subject to change. But the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. So guess what? It's looking at the eternal things that can change what you see. You hear what I just said? It's looking at the eternal things that can change 
what you see. Now go back to Romans 4.20. Come on, are y'all with me out there? I told you you got to have your spirits open. Romans 4.20. It says he what? He staggered what? Not at the what? Promise of God. Through what? Unbelief. But was what? He's what? Strong in faith, doing what? Giving glory to God. I like verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. This kind of faith was strong faith. This was faith that doesn't stagger by what it sees. Let me say it again. This was faith that doesn't stagger by what it sees. But number one, this kind of faith that we're talking about right here has to be founded, has to be grounded in the Word of God. That's how you get fully persuaded. And that's not a mental thing. Tell your neighbor, that's not a mental thing. You see, somebody can have all the facts, and you'll sit there and you say, I believe all that is true. But you know when you're fully persuaded, and you know when you're not. When you're fully persuaded, come on, when fully persuaded comes, it hits you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It hits you. And you go, oh, yeah. Why? Something's happening. And it's happening where? In your spirit. Somebody say in your spirit. Because I want you to think about this now, because we're going to go back there. Genesis 15.1, you can turn there. Because when Abraham came to God, he was not fully persuaded in Genesis 15.1. He wasn't fully persuaded. Matter of fact, God's talking to him. What did he say in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1? He said, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying what? Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And listen, Abram, Abram says, O Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold to me, God's giving me no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. What's he doing? He's staggering at the promise. He's what? He's staggering at the promise. Well, what happened? God set up the cutting of a blood covenant. And in verse 17 it says, And it came to pass when the sun went down, and it was dark, and behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Matter of fact, the prophet Isaiah, just look on the screen, Ezekiel 8.2, 8, the prophet Ezekiel says, Then I beheld, lo, a lightness as the appearance of fire. Come on. Like the appearance of what? Fire. From the appearance of his loins, even downward. Fire. From his loins, even upward, as the appearance of brightness, as the color of amber. The prophet Haggai says in, in Habakkuk, 
prophet Habakkuk, and, and Habakkuk 3, 4, it says, and in his brightness was as the light, and it had horns cunning out of his hand, and there was the hiding of his power. See, that's what Abraham witnessed that night. He had prepared the covenant. Blood was on the ground between those animals. And God, the flaming power, came and did what? He walked up and down in that blood. And it says in Genesis 15, 8, and in the same day the Lord did what? Made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed I've given this land. And the river you Egypt, unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Listen. You'll never listen, you'll never come to the place where you have fully persuaded, where you have non-staggering faith until you spend some time meditating on the fact that we have a blood covenant with the Almighty God. And it's not the blood of bulls and goats, it's in the precious blood of Jesus of Nazareth. Why? Because every mark on him, every mark on him was what? Was a covenant blood being shed. It was blood being shed in the likeness of Abraham offering his only begotten son without staggering, folks. And guess what? We have the same faith. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have the same faith as Abraham. The same faith that he was using when he was getting ready to offer up his son. It's inside your spirit right now. It's inside your spirit right now. Come on, say it's inside me right now. Come on, say it's inside me right now. And you don't have just a little bit of it. If you only had a little bit of it and everybody else got more than you, that means then you got a corruptive seed. But the Bible says in Romans 12, 3, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God. has dealt to every man in this room the same measure of faith. You have the same measure of faith that Abraham had. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And you too, Romans 4, 17, you too can call those things that be not. Oh, y'all ain't hear me. As though they were. And what did Jesus say in Matthew 17, 20? Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall what? Remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. If something is wrong in your life, it's time to wake up your faith. So you can access it. Access that grace and grace will fix the problem. Why? Because it's all in the seed 
that's already on the inside. Just as you haven't activated it. You haven't stirred it up. It's been in there since you got born again. You're sitting there in lack when you don't have to be in lack. You're sitting there sick and you don't have to be sick. Because everything you need is already in there. Lift your hands and give God praise. Lift your hands and give God glory. Come on, it's all in the seed. It's already on the inside of you. Father, we thank you and we praise you. Father, we glorify you. We magnify you, Lord. Oh, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Yes, you need to start speaking to some things. Stop going by sight. You're going by faith. I walk by faith and not by what I see. Because my faith can change what I see. Hallelujah. 